I'm actually recording. Oh my god. I'm actually recording. That's like honestly the best thing that's happened to you this weekend. <laughs> Lizards. <sighs> Lizards. I took a little road trip we, this we had weekend. A... It was not a good idea. I can just say central central Pennsylvania is basically like going to a different country. It was absolutely wild in the whitest, trashiest way possible. It was wild. I went to go with the oldest daughter's Girl Scout troop was having an outing to a certain candy-themed amusement park, and we decided to make a nice little family weekend out of it and stay at a hotel associated with the park, and uh, it was a nightmare. It was a goddamn nightmare. It was like every anxiety dream I've had since COVID come true. So I've just been made manifest. Yes, just I've just been bitching at Katie for like an hour about this, but here's a story that I didn't tell you because I wanted to save it to tell Ooh. you now. Okay. These hotel rooms were not cheap. They were rather expensive. The only reason they were expensive though was because they were on the property next to the theme park. Otherwise they would not be anywhere that expensive. That's so funny to me because when you go to like say Disney and you stay on the park, those things are like fancy nice. yeah. AF, yeah. et cetera. I can't imagine. I just imagine this is like a Hojo's on the property. It would, yeah, basically it's kind of, I mean, it's an older property, which is fine. You know, they've kept it up. It's fine. It, that's the thing. It was just, it would have been fine. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. But it was, it was like, what pandemic? And I was just <sighs> panic attacking the entire time. But here, here's the fun, here's the funny part. So we, we got there on a Friday. And so did our neighbors in the hotel. And there was a basically what I think was was like a giant family reunion where they had Mm -hmm. four rooms at the end of the hallway. So we were almost at the end of the hallway and they had the two rooms to our left and then the two rooms across from them. And because they didn't shell out for a suite, they basically just used the hallway like a common area. And it was so bad. I mean, I saw one of these dudes spitting in the hallway. It was like you could hear oh. you could hear them yelling at the kids running down the hallway. They needed to come back and put some clothes on. The girl, uh. the girls, told me at one point. Uh, they said, "Mom, the grandma's showering and she has the door open." <laughs> No. <laughs> and so then they were trying to stand on top of the swivel chair to look out the eye hole. And I was like, why do you want to see that? Why do we, <laughs> did we have to call security on them twice, a Friday night and Saturday night? Because it was really late and they were being so loud. While all of the adults were trying to coordinate childcare so they could alternate groups to go out and smoke outside. And let me tell you, though, um, Super Husband came up with the best name. For this group, he turns to me and he goes, what time do you think the redneck jamboree is going to bed tonight? (laughs) Oh my God, that's so good. Lizards never do this. Like, I get your, but the thing, here's the thing. It didn't seem like a reunion, like they hadn't seen each other. It just seemed like they are a very large family. It's it's it takes the principle of lizards. I'm a shusher at the movie (laughs) theater. Oh, I've seen it in action. Putting that out there. I mean, I don't shush 
the way that I have been shushed, where I had trouble opening a bag of candy <laughs> and a man started to yell at me because of the plastic noises during the previews, might I add, I'm not like that. I'm just a, we all paid for this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't want my experience to be completely dependent on you. Right. Same thing. You guys all paid for these expensive ass rooms and now your entire existence is part of the yes, redneck jamboree. The redneck jamboree. And you could, you could see old lady butt. <laughs> but their door. And here's the thing: I understand what it's like to be, especially in a pricier hotel with little. I've been there with little kids. Where like they are squealing and running down the hallway, and you're running after them because you're like, oh no, gotta get them, gotta get them in the room, and like trying to teach them they need to be quiet. This was the opposite of that, though, where they were like, get out there and run around with your cousins. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, while the dad spits uh, in the corner on the carpet it was just like why is this happening why is this happening no. yeah i walked past that and i was this it was so bad that i could have gone to the stairs and the elevators that were two doors down to the left but instead i walked all the way around the floor to the other side because as bad as your weekend was, can you imagine how much worse it would have been if he didn't see you and you like saw the loogie like oh, or if I just step oh well, let me tell you, um, can always get worse. Also, the the widest <laughs> sounding guy who works in hotel security that was working at this particular establishment, whose name was Hunter. Uh, oh, of course, Hunter. It was. Hunter was uh, on security detail. He's, he's going to send a few, few, few of my guys up to uh, go around this situation. So, sure. uh, thanks, Hunter. I mean, it must have worked. Whatever he did, because eventually, after those phone calls, he got, although the first time I tried to call the front desk, I had the honor of picking up the phone and realizing that the phone was for decoration. The phone did not work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Has it been such a long time since I've used a landline at a hotel that, like, I'm not hitting talk or something? No. There was just no dial tone, nothing. It was just not working. I was like, okay, so the phone's for show. So I had to use my cell phone to, as an outside line to call into the hotel and then get transferred over to security. It's a it's a real estate prop, like, yes. when you see a bowl of fruit. Yes. And it's just like, oh, no. no, no. But then I also, the next day, um, when I also was going to leave for a little bit to go take a walk and I was... Putting the electronics in the safe, I also found out the safe was for show as well. The safe, the safe did not work. <laughs> the door just pulled off the wall. <laughs> Maybe that's why the grandma was showering with the door open. Maybe the door just wouldn't close. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm M.M., and you can tell that I am not from central Pennsylvania. <laughs> We've had a time. Yeah. We've had a time here. Um, so my goal to – oh, and we are bi-coastal besties, bonding over wine, mysteries, redneck jamborees. Redneck jamborees, especially this wine. We're actually drinking the same wine. On accident. We both got uh, the wine Chami mm-hmm. from Wink, uh, Wink which – which uh, is not Chappie the robot, which is where, again, my brain goes every time I get it out. I, I just go, Chappie. It's also hashtag not a sponsor, but it's good. It's real good. It's good wine. My goal here is to amuse oh, you with yes, low, please. low stakes. So I decided to dive in to some of my history with fandom, online oh, fandom. love it. First, I wanted to establish a baseline here. One... When I'm making fun of these people, 
it's not like a judgment where I'm like, well, I would never because like I was involved in fandom and I wanted to ask you if you were involved in fandom because Flizzards, when I say fandom, I don't mean I am a fan of, let's say, BTS. Like, I I mean fandom where you get in, in Involved in the online community. You are writing or commenting on fan fiction. Mm -hmm. You are creating fan art. You are, it's not just, I'm a fan of this thing. Like, I would not say, as much as I love them, that I'm in the McElroy's fandom. Right. Because I don't comment on tons of stuff. Like, I think maybe once I tweeted at them going, like, the finale of Adventure Zone made me cry. Um... I have an Adventure Zone tattoo, and yet I would not say I am in the Adventure Zone fandom. So I want to establish that baseline. As a youth, I was in this, I would say, the Sailor Moon Ooh, fandom. Oh, that's a good one. internets you know where you weren't really going to fan fiction archives it was more you were on mailing lists and you people would send their fanfic to like the fanfic mailing list and things like that you know i or ranma one half like old school anime ronin warriors that kind of stuff i not just read it i wrote it and participated in stuff as a young teen love it so i so i have a general sense of I remember participating in this and like caring so much about the random usernames that I was interacting with and having like there being big name fans and fandom of people who write the super popular fan fiction and da 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 I will say that it went by the wayside for me um, I know for some people they stay in fandom much later, I know there are lots of people our age that are in fandom sure. that write fanfic. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as a Twilight fanfiction. And so... I mean, that made her, I think the appropriate term is kajillion? Fuck you money? Kajillion dollars of fuck you money? <laughs> you know? Um, so I, and there's, I have no judgment on people who stay in fandoms for a long, long, long time. I've been to anime conventions, everything like that. It's just, it, it, it's no longer for me, but it definitely was for me as a young nerd youth that watched a ton of anime. I'd, you know, save up my coins. I'd go to Suncoast Motion Picture <laughs> and I would buy a VHS that had two anime episodes on Love it. Because that's how they used to release shit. I would print fan fiction out Ooh. and just read it oh. because you can't just stay on the internet because you're going to well, be charged true. by the internet. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, and you're tying up the phone line, Katie. So Exactly. Um, and like Steph used to 
like she would save fan fiction that she thought I would like Aww. to a floppy disk Aww. and give me the floppy disk, that kind of thing. Sweet. So I just want to establish kind of my like credentials it. because again, it, I I don't want this to seem like we are people completely from the outside, like making fun no. of people. Of no, work. it's different. It's like as someone who comes from white trash, I feel like I am certified to talk about the redneck jamboree because you know game recognizes game etc and it's the same thing that's going on here right like okay so <laughs> katie almost spit out her wine you guys and that would have been a tragedy Ooh, almost almost so, spit take almost i have one fandom that i'm still proudly like participating in today and then one that is just super funny in the sign of the time so um okay the first one that I actually participated in with my brother was Star Trek. And I mean, not unusual, right? Like that's, it's a little bit more of a mainstream one in that it's not that hard to find other Trekkies. And we would go to the conventions, especially after he started driving, we go to the conventions together. There were several Halloweens where he was, um, he, my mother had sewn him a next generation, officer's uniform that that was his that was his halloween outfit and i distinctly remember this was around when like deep space nine obviously was very popular and we went to star trek convention and i bought the bajoran ear cuff that was super fucking rad man made me look like a badass um and then i mean still alive today like well, did but did you guys participate? Like, did you write? Did he? You or he write fan fiction, um, or was it more of like? Because like you could, because I, I don't consider going to the convention fandom as much as like. Because like you know me, I like I, I buy tchotchkes. You buy tchotchkes, but I mean, it's them. I think in that world, I think going to okay, the conventions okay. is kind of along the lines of maybe writing fanfic and other genres of fandom. Um, yeah, and especially, especially I think for our generation back in the day, going to the convention was a much bigger deal than I say, than I think yeah. now we're like going to San Diego Comic-Con is like a huge deal. Yes. Yes. But I mean, that was your chance to like, you could go to the different panels and actually like meet and ask them a question. Like, that was a huge deal, right? Mm -hmm. Just be walking around and you could bump into somebody who was actually on Star Trek. And then on the way, this is like a super bit of fandom. You'll be impressed with my trivia here, Katie. Um, on the way back from Central PA, which the area that's like right around the Maryland-Pennsylvania border, on the other side of Gettysburg is Emmitsburg, Maryland. I mm -hmm. know Emmitsburg, Maryland uh, quite intimately because my mother used to have to go there for training for work nigh on many years ago. There, The Firefighters Academy is there, but she's not a firefighter. But FEMA would um, would use the facilities there as well. And it is also the site of Mount St. Mary's University, which is there because uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, who is the only U.S.-born Catholic saint, set up shop, for lack of a better word, in Emmitsburg, Maryland. And now there's a shrine there and there's a grotto. There's all this stuff. So you can go and tour and learn about her life. And there's, at the very beginning of the tour, there's a little movie that they show you. And would you like to know... Who plays a young Elizabeth Ann Seton? I would love to. None other than Star Trek's own Captain Janeway plays a very, very young Elizabeth Ann Seton. <laughs> oh, 
holy shit. <laughs> Which is the only reason that, that, that any of this implanted in my brain. So I was like, whoa, she's Captain Janeway and she's a saint. What's going on? I love that shit. I love that shit so much. Aside, I don't know if you ever had to watch this, but when I was in, don't remember the grade, we watched a video series. You know, they'd wheel the TV yes. and the VCR yes. into oh, class. Yeah. And we watched, we watched the video series called The Voyage of the Mimi, which was all about like saving the ocean, okay. uh, okay. ecological converse, conservation. But it was like a little adventure. Like it was like a little show. And then there would be like questions okay. and whatever, uh, starring a young Ben Affleck. <gasps> Love it. Okay, but here's my cringy moment of fandom. Okay. Which I think dovetails more with your original definition of fandom. So um, let's take a time. Let's travel back in time to, let's say, 1997. There's a young artist with a hot single taking over the airwaves whose name was Duncan Cheek, and his song was I Am Barely Breathing. Well, I know what you're doing. See it all too clear I only taste the saline When I kiss away your tears You really had me going Wishing on a star The black holes that surround you Are heavier by far This inspired me to write one of only two websites that I've ever written in my life, which was a Dungan Sheet fan website. Then I took it to the next level, though. <laughs> I wish everybody could see Katie's could see Katie's face. There was in the late '90s. This didn't last for very long, but there was the zine, right? That got or the zine that got like very zine, zine that got yeah, very yeah. popular in the early '90s, like the indie zine. Ooh ooh ooh, um, turned into an e zine for like two or three years, and. Yes, you would, like, get the CD in the mail, or, and it was, like, emailed around. It was this whole thing. So one of those that I was, quote-unquote, active in had a contest going on that was, like, we want to find the biggest Duncan Cheek fan, and if you could tell us why you love him, we'll send you the full album, basically. And all I had was the single. So I wrote in, I emailed in to this contest, and <laughs> my email was... That I, I loved his music. I was a huge fan. I had I made this website, but also it was because he's not just a musician, he's an artist. <laughs> did your girl win the contest? Yes, she did. <laughs> Hell yeah, she did. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a, so creating a website is exactly what I'm talking Thank about. You. Like I had made like my my nascent I had on GeoCities, Ooh. I had a little Sailor Moon fan site oh, and like all so these good. things. I've shown you my Sailor Moon dolls, I was, right? Yeah, I I mean yes. I have them. Right? I could get them right now. I was obsessed. What was your favorite? And that Sailor was my... Moon character. Okay. 2000 years later. So anyway, Phantom credentials, all kinds We're of legit. Stuff. Phantom credentials established. Other caveat here is, I remember this. I remember when this story came out. I was never in Harry Potter fandom, ever. I was late to the game. I got into it when the first movie came out. Oh, also caveat before I even get into this. J.K. Rowling is trash. And I could not recommend more people to either, if you still love Harry Potter separate the art art from the artist mm -hmm, mm -hmm. try to mitigate 
any financial boon you may yeah. give this awful, awful piece of trash woman by uh, by supporting the trans community. Or you can be like me, who literally, I was such a fan, not in fandom, but I was such a fan. Like I've been to all the different parks. I've been to on the studio tour in England. Oh. Like I've done all these things. And like basically once she showed her ass, I was like, well, we're done with this. And I put away all the Aww. stuff. And it's Sad. just, I can't like, I, I have like, I value people I don't know, right? Clearly I have empathy, but like some of the most valuable people in my life are trans people. And I don't think I could live with myself if I was just like, yeah, but have you separated the earth? But also like, why do to... people have to be such trash? Why? Yeah, she she's a trash person. She's garbage. So I do want to put that out there as a overarching thing for this. It's going to be talking a lot about Harry Potter, but it has nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. This is specifically a fa basically fandom drama we're going to talk bring about. on the drama also as background the author of this uh the one of the main fan fictions that made this one woman a big name in the harry potter fandom um is now a professional author her name is cassandra clare and she wrote the Mortal Instruments trilogy uh so the shadow hunter cd show oh wow things like she's a gajillionaire Legit. and her original series, The Mortal Instruments, is basically this fan fiction, like redone with wow. the Wow. So well, good for her. Anyway, and then this also all almost all takes place on a place called Live Journal, which I also <laughs> had a live journal. <laughs> for all of you um, youngsters, live journal. I wrote on it like and I would write like my weekend like I'd use it like a diary and just mm -hmm. like have public things which i learned to not do when a professor of mine googled himself oh, and found no. it so anyway <laughs> i didn't say anything bad oh, but he no. was just like i know the class is early but blah 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 and i was like oh god why? <laughs> uh, anyway oh, so this is the story of ms scribe <laughs> okay ms scribe so for context uh this is all happening in the early 2000s in the year 2000 Goblet of Fire comes out, and the next book in Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix, does not come out until 2003. So you have a long hiatus. Yes, and in the meantime, the waistlines on all of our jeans keep getting lower. Our shoes get pointier. One of my sources for this actually pointed out like that back at this time, uh, whale tails were <gasps> a actual oh. fashion Ew. thing. Ew. Uh, if you're a youth lizard, a whale tail is when the, the top of your thong is visible and it looks like a whale tail. And it's on anyway. purpose. Don't Google it, I promise you. Oh, it's on purpose. Oh, you'll find a picture of Gillian Anderson where her dress oh. is purposely cut out to show her whale oh, tail. No. Anyway. No, 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 So no. you have this, and if anyone is in fandom or just lurks around and reads fan fiction, they're not a super participant or whatever, a long hiatus between seasons of a television show or if we're waiting for like you know, the, the next translation of the next season of an anime series or something like that. That's where fandom really thrives because they're waiting for the hiatus to be over. Everyone's getting really creative and like the, everyone's desperate for new content and they're not getting it from the author. So they create it themselves. And like things like um, when you have something like Sherlock, where it was seasons that were three episodes, mm. then there'd be like two and a half years or whatever in between them. That's when things go Bonkers. They go banana pants also during this time because it's also when like bonkers and wars. banana pants. 
Yes. Wow. Uh, Bonkers the cat cartoon wearing banana print pants. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) And then has gone off screen (laughs) to laugh at me. Okay, I'm back. I'm Um, better. So this is a this is important context because in this stretch between Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix is when our story begins. Um also to think about with with fandoms is usually there are a few big name fans they're people that you saw all over the different live journal groups or yahoo groups or whatever mm-hmm. um that you're basically a minor celebrity it's very mean girls it's very you know oh, Regina yeah. george oh. i hear she did commercials in japan you know like <laughs> everyone somehow knows you everyone wants to be friends sure. with you it's like a big deal to like be friends with these big name people so there is this cabal of big name fans that includes cassandra clare who is now an, a mainstream author uh a woman named asia a woman named, and all these are going to be their usernames by the way so get ready for some weird shit okay uh, heidi eight heidi heidi eight who is in reality a grown-ass woman and a lawyer all these people are grown-ass women by the way none of these people are youths. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of fandom nonsense sometimes you can ascribe to like teenagers who yeah, yeah. you know overreact or what like no these are all grown-ass women that makes it so uh, then, much better and then this woman named angie J. I think her actual name is ebony um but yeah there's these famous in the community people and there's this big cult of personality around cassandra claire because she had written this trilogy called the draco trilogy um it's all about draco malfoy it's the same sort of thing that you see in almost every fandom where like everyone sort of gravitates towards the asshole yeah because there's probably a a secret wounded reason why they're an asshole it's why people love loki it's why people love loki Uh it's why people really liked house Uh like you would go towards the asshole right so she'd written this draco trilogy again i've read it (laughs) uh it's fine like it's it's engrossing it's whatever so any anyway, people would like worship her they called her a goddess a genius and people who were just falling all over themselves they'd fu- you know comment on everything it's very like you like proto youtube culture okay you know this also starts taking place on a yahoo group called harry potter for <gasps> grown-ups a yahoo group Anyone from fandom in that time would know that there were huge, huge shipping wars. And if you're familiar with Harry Potter, around Goblet of Fires, where romances are started to inter- mm-hmm. get introduced because they all go with people to like this dance, and mm-hmm. Hermione goes with Victor Crumb, and da, 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 da. Yeah. um, and it start and it starts to be like, oh, they're not young kids anymore. They're going to start dating and whatever. And there was a big thing between people who wanted Harry with Hermione, or people who who are like Harry and Ginny, mm-hmm. and they hated each other and they would get in huge, huge flame wars where they would argue back and forth. And like, I mean, they call them, called each other horrible things. It was not like a discussion of, I like this. Well, I like this. Well, you have a good day. You have a good day. It was always like, go fucking die in a fire, you stupid This is also like, kind of around the same time as, as the Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan wars. So maybe that was just... Um... The way of the, I would say the youths, but no, these were adults, so never mind. So, so right now we're in 2001 uh, when one of our hosts, graduated from high school. Um, <laughs> that was me. Uh, so anyway, also back in the day, 
if anyone knows anything about fandom now, most fan fiction is all in one place. There's a big old website called Archive of Our Own. Everything goes there. They have a legal team of which this Heidi person is on now, which is funny. (laughs) Basically, so if someone like, if someone like an Anne Rice is like, I'm going to sue you for using my characters, they have people going like, this is fair use. Uh Uh Transformative works. Um, But back then it was, anyone would just start an archive and it would usually be about a certain subject matter. So there were hundreds of different Harry Potter archives based off of various different things. So like, there was one called Sugar Quill, which was about you had to be Harry and Ginny or any couple that was in the books uh, explicitly. There was Fictionality, which was Harry Hermione, but was also pretty much anything goes, uh, including incest. And what? Uh, then there was. Oh, no, 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 no. Fan fiction is a dark place. Yeah. And then there was a place called Gryffindor Tower, which was Harry Ginny only. Harry Ginny. And um, so Cassandra Clare, I I feel ridiculous (laughs) saying all of these words, too. Okay. So Cassandra Hmm. Clare hates Harry and Ginny and comments about it all the time and things like that of that nature like they don't have any chemistry and blah 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 I'm like I mean true but that's because J.K. Rowling so is, is she in the Harry needs to get with Hermione group or is she hopefully yes. she's not in the incest yes, yes. okay good, 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 good. Uh, she does at one point <gasps> right a Ron Ginny thing. what that includes porn what We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. It's the long winding story. Oh, we haven't even got introduced oh. our villain. Oh no! So, so the, Cassandra Clare hating Harry and Ginny becomes this huge thing because again, remember she's worshipped. Everyone's like, uh, it's like everyone knows what she's up to all the time. She's Regina George, right? So, November two thousand one. This all happens over the span of oh, like three years too. Okay. By the way. So November November 2001, because she reads a Harry Ginny fic by this woman named Imogen, who I think was a mod, so a moderator of Gryffindor Tower. And she's just like, this, and she like blasts it. She does a review. And this is something that people just fucking did. They would read a fan fiction instead of just going like, oh, I didn't like that, it's not for me. They would then write about it on their own journal or comment on it on that person's journal and be like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, oh, this so is... they're shit talking to each other and not the work. They're just like, okay. And like reviewing it, and oh. they, like reviewing it, but instead just being like, you're terrible. Oh, so no. she blasts this fic. Which causes this another big flame war between Gryffindor Tower and Fiction Alley, but it also resulted in actual physical threats. Which I realized saying that now is pretty hilarious because considering that, like, you know, Lizzo gets death threats for singing a song about being ratchet when they're gonna let her out the house, right? Like, okay, so this is November 2001. Right? Yes. We we just lived through the, the Twin Towers coming down, and also Anthrax is still getting mailed around. And instead of being concerned oh, yeah. about anything that, like, actual going on in the world, they're like, this fan fiction is pissing me off so bad. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. one adult-ass woman to another. <laughs> So what happened was another moderator of Gryffindor Tower, again, Harry, Ginny only, and they put all of their porn behind a password. This becomes a thing. There's um, Okay. I should have known. I'm sorry. Okay. There's always um, porn. I'm sorry. I should establish this. It is the internet, so it's always of porn. Course. But a large outlet for grown women 
who are writing fan fiction is typically to turn the thing they like yes. into porn. Yes, I was just hoping that because even though they're fictional children, they are at this point still children. So I was hoping oh, yeah. that it wasn't quite going that mm-hmm. far. But I should have known <laughs> better because it's the internet. Uh-huh. I mean, and the I think the perfect example of this also is you have Twilight. Yeah. And then you have Oh, the Dishes of Grey. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's the internet. There will be porn. And we are a very sex positive podcast. Yep. We do not shame people for wanting the porn. But it becomes this thing where fictionality is just like anything you want. You know, you're, I'm not going to yuck your yum. You can get whatever you want here. And Gryffindor Tower is like, we're going to put all the porn behind a password, which they, other people took as like, this is shaming people for wanting to read porn. Well, and they were saying, how did you get the just password? don't want it available. I think you just ask. I think you maybe have to prove that you're 18. I have no idea. You had to prove I did not that do that much research. You were Harry, Harry and Jenny only. Yeah. I, psh, I don't know. Like carve it into your right, arm. And like, here's your porn password. There is a mod of Gryffindor Tower whose husband literally sent emails threatening Cassandra Clare and sent her anonymous email threats saying things like, I know your real name because remember everyone's using fake names. I know your real name. I know where you live. Fuck around and find out. And basically all sorts of stuff suggesting that he was going to find her and do very real harm to her. Did she fuck around and did he find out? No. I mean, this is all, this is also, I'm still just setting the stage here because this is not about Cassandra Clare. This is about someone who wanted to be her friend. So, but this, this little stalking story. So, right. Using IP addresses, Mm -hmm. they basically figured out that the anonymous emails were coming from Krislin and her husband, Jeff. And, uh, Krislin was the mod. And then Jeff is her husband. Um, so they're like, exposed there was a it was a very real stalking thing and so they chrislin and jeff exit fandom Good. but cassandra, cassandra claire has been a victim of inner like very real threats and stalking and the guy was threatening to dox her all these things oh, no. so anyway this only makes her kind of more famous because she has stalker right but oh, anyway, yeah. so there's this okay. inner circle there's the inner circle that i kind of told you about it's cassandra claire heidi eight angie J. Fat Kitty and Ivy Blossom, and this they're this okay <laughs> only because it's the early 2000s. Was it fat with a ph? It was, yes! <laughs> <laughs> the joy on your face. Um, so they're known as like this inner circle that's basically running <laughs> fandom, and they basically they all are also moderators or somehow involved Look, with fiction. Fat Kitty runs these mean streets of Harry Potter fandom. <laughs> so don't be fronting on Backstreet no more. Oh, they're going to run this town tonight. All right. <laughs> so everyone wants to be in this special club. I do. So in February 2003, Ms. Scribe starts her live journal and starts posting on Fictionality. She has come to the scene. Um, her icon is a pair of red lips and that's so like whenever, so I don't know if you remember live journal, mm. but you always had an icon yeah. and I, your icon was like this thing where people would, it, it was a big deal. And, uh, like literally a lot of people like back when I had a live journal, um, you got three icons with a free account and then you could get like 15 icons Damn. if you had a paid account. And I was like, Ooh, I just had to think of the freedom to have three more icons. Damn. Anyway, uh, or a few more than three. 12 more icons. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. more than three icons. Pour yourself another um, glass of wine. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she had previously posted on a different site, fan fiction Harry Potter site called Portkey. And she had herself a few fans or friends, but like people who like followed fangirled her. about her the way okay. that people would fangirl about Cassandra Clare. But she's this kind of unknown person who's only posted one or two things. Um, her friends slash fans, there was Infinitus, Clarabella 21, and Sarah K. James. And these people just post praise for her. Like, their icons say, Miscribe fangirl. Okay. Like, they like, so they so they follow her over to LiveJournal. She's very good at posting, like, posts on LiveJournal that get a lot of notice. Like, it's things that I would probably associate more with Tumblr now. But, like, she told a story about how she got called to her daughter's daycare um, because her daughter was kissing another girl on the mouth. They were 18 months old. Um, and that this really upset the other girl's mother because they were super Christian. This becomes a theme of the people who are attacking Instagram okay. is it's always these like very extreme. Okay. They call them the nutty Christians is the go-to say this in quotes. We'll get to why don't worry about it, but I don't want to spoil it. So anyway, and so she posts this whole story and she goes, you know, uh, like that she, you know, came up with this perfect retort where she's just like, well, your daughter may be gay, but I think mine's just experimenting. <laughs> and like people are sharing it around. Everyone thinks she's like so great for like being so open and like shutting down this crazy right wing person and da 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 da. So it starts to get her kind of noticed and everything like that. And like that kind of story now is the type of story that you would see on like, Fuck my life, uh, Reddit yeah. that happened thread. My life is average, where it's like clearly fake. Like you yeah. did not come up with it in that time. No. What the people no. are, what your adversary is saying to you is clearly also. You don't get a call from daycare about that happening with babies being eighteen months old. Like no. So she writes posts about like why she thinks writing the porn is super empowering for her as a woman right. or posts where uh, like she posts a picture of herself and she's biracial. So she'll like post things about how she gets hate for how she looks and like how, but she loves it and her husband loves it and she thinks she's beautiful and all sorts of things that start to get her kind of attention. And around this time also, she starts to kind of establish that she has medical issues where like she'll be gone, but like Clarabella, 20 Clarabella 21 will post things like oh Dion her name her actual name Dion is in the hospital she has cerebral edema and da 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 and then blah blah blah, blah. and so like there's just some random times that she like has kind of some recurring medical issues mm -hmm. and she is sometimes in the hospital and like Clarabella who knows her in real life although how she knows her kind of varies okay. depending on when you ask um will say like oh Dion was in the hospital blah blah, blah. okay so that's February March 2003, a live journal called Fermato Jam um, is created. Okay. And in my notes, it's just F Jam. F Jam. -jam. Uh, so Fermato Jam creates a live journal. His bio says that he's a Christian who loves God and Harry Potter. He really liked reading fanfic until those slashers started making everyone have all this sex. Side note. Slash. Do we know what this means? No. It actually comes from early Star Trek fanzines. Oh. Because, the, because some of the earliest fan fiction mm -hmm. 
like that was circled and and back then pre-internet it was circulated around in actual printed yeah. fanzines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um was getting kirk and spock together kirk slash oh. spock oh. slashers basically means okay putting two dudes together oh okay get it so fun fact going back to trek fandom Interspecies kind of uh, homosexuality. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Well, because, you know, because uh, what's it called? Um, oh, Jesus Christ. What is Spock? He is a Vulcan. Vulcan. Well, he's half uh, Vulcan. Vulcan. I mean. Well, because, you know, Vulcans have pawn far yes. where they have yes. to go bone. Oh, I mean, so it's like the Amish, lot, uh, was... whatever. What's that Rumspringer? Called? It's like the Amish Rumspringer, <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I know so, everybody, I know they are nothing alike. Don't at me. I get it. I get it. But so like, there's lots of things where it's like, oh no, he's in pun far. And Kirk's like, I guess I'll bone him. You know, like that kind of thing. So, <laughs> okay. To be fair, that is a hundred percent something that would be on brand for Kirk to do. Like, well, I'm Kirk here. I would totally do that. I'm here. So, uh, uh. I, I like to bone and you're my friend. I will gladly save your life. Uh, so by boning you through this pun far. That's um, what we so, have to do to save your life. <laughs> Let's bone. Let me kiss your neck. <laughs> He's done it with stranger alien species. Let's be honest. Um, and, and, you know, they will always be his greatest friend. Anyway, so. Anyway, so Fermato Jam does not like all this homosexuality and oh. porn mm. in his in his Harry uh, Potter fandoms. <laughs> in his Harry, yeah, you got you you got your NC seventeen in my Harry Potter. Um, he in his like post, he would attack people like Cassandra Clare, okay. which is a, a big target to go after because she's like the mm-hmm. like known person. Mm-hmm. But he also would say, and like that misscribe. And she only has a couple fics. She's kind of lesser known, so it's kind of weird that he targets her. But, like, fine. You know, it. maybe he saw her, like, discovered her. Maybe he followed her from Porky. Who knows? At one point, Ms. Scribe says, I know it was you that hacked into my computer. Okay. And then she also says that he kn- she knows who he is and that she, is call- she and her husband have called the cops. So, apparently, he's stalking her. Mm. Kind of similar to our previous Jeff situation. Um, at one point, Fermato Jam decides to create a big name sinners list, be- playing off of the name big name fans, where it basically he just names like his enemy number ones of like who's ruining fandom, who's the worst, they're terrible, they're sinners, and it includes Cassandra Clare, it includes okay. Angie J, Miscribe, Miscribe, Harry Potter, like who, who, and the Lord. Oh, okay, but like primarily. Fandom goes a little bit wild about this. It's just like wants, like everyone wants to be a big name sinner. Like this, like they like to dunk on him and be like, "Look at this fucking I'd, backwards." I'd like to be a big nobody. name sinner. Yes, please. Like yeah, everyone would. Everyone would like they would change their little icons to be like, "I'm a big name sinner." Hashtag goals. Get it? Yes. So at one point, Ms. Scribe posts a phone number and IP address and goes like, "I see you," <gasps> kind of suggesting that he is still stalking her. And then Fermata Jam goes silent and then some at some point deletes his life journal. Oh. So it seems like she has been victorious, but now she's sort of like more known. She's been equated a lot more with uh, Cassandra uh-huh. Clare. Uh-huh. And her friend Infinitus, who was also on this sinner list, made it kind of a trend to be like, oh, you're a big name sinner, so am I. Let's friend each other ah, on live yeah, journal. Yeah. And to be okay. friends with each other was a kind of big deal. So now Miss Scribe is friends with these big name mm. people. Or like who's in your top eight? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so now 
we're in April. Uh, Miss Scribe posts a little joke being like, uh, like on April Fool's Day going like, I am now the supreme goddess of the Harry Potter fandom and everyone must do what I say and da da da. And it's very clearly a joke mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. so stupid. And again, these are grown women. Um, and then she gets a hate comment from an account called Killigan Has Hope who says she really needs God's love. <laughs> also, you need Jesus. That... <laughs> Girl. Uh, and then also said, Killigan also says that he counseled someone who had an, inter- an incident with her, which would be for Mato Jam, and spends the day basically ar- arguing with Miss Scribe and her friends about being anti-god i don't know um he he goes to a christian forum to be like look at these people and like all of the sinning they're doing and the christian forum's like this is dumb (laughs) and like doesn't like rise to the occasion to like swarm or whatever God. And people start saying to Miscribe, like, how do these people fucking find you? Because yeah. it really seems like all of these weirdos right. just f- fucking zero in on you. And she's just like, I don't know, yeah. man, maybe I just have a big name center sign over my head. <laughs> so by the end of April, she's friends with everyone, like, that she wants to be friends with. Like, she's kind of, in record time, become, like, this known name in the fandom. Um, at this point, side note, this is when Cassandra Clare announces that she's working on her NC-17 incest fic between Rotten and Ginny called, I shit you not, The Mortal Instruments, which is what her very popular YA series is called. Anyway. Mm, um, don't like that. That's just a side note. Don't like that. So, May 2003. A- another nutty Christian enters the scene. Her name is Potter's Ginny. <laughs> oh, Okay. She puts in her bio that she's Christian. She thinks HP fandom is immoral. She's a friend of Fermato Jams. Da 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 da. Very quickly after this person, and like, it's not like there's a notification that someone has created a live journal. Okay. So this is very strange. But very shortly after, she just creates her live journal. She hasn't really posted anywhere yet. She hasn't really done anything yet. Sarah K. James, who was one of the fangirls for Ms. Scribe from the beginning, mm-hmm. posts going like, oh, I'm keeping an eye on this troll, look at, you know, yeah. and, like, kind of points out, like, have you seen this Potter's Ginny person? There looks like they're going to be another Fermato jam, but, like, how would she even find her? Very strange. Potter's Ginny starts posting shit, the usual shit, hating on Cassandra Clare for hating Harry Ginny, targeting the same sorts of people. She also posts photos of herself that are, like, her eyes are crossed, she's got, like, very Midwest hair. Basically, it's, it makes her very easy to, to dunk on people, like, really dunk on her. Okay. Um appearance which is shitty she but she also insinuates herself into this group of people that we've now established are this inner circle right so like infinitus posts a, a long post about giving how she loves to give blowjobs and potter's jenny's like wow you're a gigantic slut and they start <laughs> arguing and miscribe <laughs> miscribe comes to the defense of her friend and da 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 and be and be Okay. (laughs) This was the internet then. So you're a gigantic. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So, so because Potter's Jenny like has all these photos of herself that she has posted and is saying like, oh, I was a plus size model and you know like crossing her eyes or whatever. Um, Infinitus posts a picture of herself and she's there, this very you know young pretty girl, and then um, Miss Scribe posts a picture of herself. Which, again, she is biracial, so this is just sort of a reminder. I bring this up only because Potter Shitty replies to this and calls her a zebra. 
Oh, oh what? And posts this long, oh. racist, so racist screed that's all like neo-Nazi bullshit. Oh. And it's just da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, I'm going to go to Gryffindor Tower where things are better. And Gryffindor Tower's like, stop saying our name. <laughs> You're like, where it's whiter. <laughs> and Gryffindor Tower's we like. We don't know what you're talking about. You're not affiliated with. It's very, um, <laughs> beginning of, it's beginning of the Incredibles. Uh, we might be able to nab him if we set up a perimeter. You mean he got away? Well, yeah. Skippy here made sure of that. Incredible. You're not affiliated with me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, so Ms. Scribe, like, makes all these responses to this restlessness and it, you know, and like, again, like her profile's rising, like, it's, it's very just like, she is eloquently responding to this crazy racist Christian woman who's attacking her and like, what does, I mean, talk about banana pants. There was a, um, a community over on Journal Fin, which is another type, it's a live journal clone, um, called Fandom Wank. And this is basically where people would post. I would go there a lot. Full disclosure. Oh, spicy. Um, but it, basically it was based, like where people would just post, it, it like Perez Hilton, but for fandom. Like people would just be like, did you oh, see this okay. hilarious bullshit that's going on in the Harry Potter fandom? Okay. And that's how, why like I remember all of this happening when it happened. So they'd be like, this person said this, and then this fucking person said this racist thing and and so it'd be like tabloids but for fandom and they called it fandom wank because they were just mocking all of the people having these dumb fights back and forth about nothing right Mm -hmm. from the outside looking in you almost need somebody like the perez hilton of this business because it would be a full-time job to keep up with this shit I mean, and, and it's all happening on individual right. people's journals yes. and then some communities. So it's just, it's all decentralized. Yeah. So it's just so bonkers. So Fandom Wank fucking explodes over this post about Potter Shinny being a gigantic racist. And like, so people from other, because like Fandom Wank is also not about a specific fandom. It's all fandoms and we're all mocking people who are doing dumb shit. So you have all these people who aren't in, even in the Harry Potter fandom coming to Ms. Scribe's defense. People kind of know of her now uh-huh. outside of Harry Potter uh-huh. fandom mm-hmm. and going like, the fuck? listen, you racist monster. Yeah. yeah. Gryffindor Tower, their mods are like out of town. They kind of come back and see all this. They're like, <laughs> we have no idea who this fucking person is. What the fuck? But they, they're just like, we don't know who she is. She doesn't really post here. Like she's not even a user here. I don't know why she keeps saying I'm going to go back to Gryffindor Tower. Like, we don't know her. Like, I don't know her. Very Mariah Carey. I don't know her. I, I don't know And Angie J is like, that's not good enough. Like, you Ooh. have to apologize for this person. And, like, Angie J is also a woman of color and is, okay. like, very eloquently speaking about, like, yes. this is very damaging yeah. what this woman is doing. Like, and it's, you know. So Gryffindor Tower still becomes kind of this, this straw man for oh, they must believe in this stuff. They hide their porn behind a password. So they must really support these nutty Christian people. Really, they are just, I think they were wrong place, wrong time and didn't respond well because they're just some random people running a fan fiction archive. That, that's not to say that, that it makes their response okay, but it's just like- they're, they're, like, they, they would never make they, it as, as PR people in today's world where you need to come out like correct. immediately and be like, I don't know her. We don't stand for this. Like she can go to fuck herself. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Uh-huh. And that was Angie J's real, and that was Angie J's point is very much like, 
it doesn't matter if you right. don't know her. You need to decry what she said. You need to apologize yeah. on behalf like, of her. Gryffindor Tower is not a place to harbor racist, weird fanfic. Exactly. <laughs> our, porn, exactly. our porn is not racist. It's just behind a firewall. <laughs> you just need the password. Exactly. So. <laughs> I can't believe those words came out right now. Okay. So, at this point, a Gryffindor Tower mod who honestly really hates the fact that, like, a lot of this is by association mm-hmm. for Gryffindor Tower. Reaches out to a mod at Sugar Quill, which as a reminder is also a Harry Ginny, but is not has not been involved in all of this nonsense, with an idea. I think this person's name is Magoo42. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> that Fermato, Fermato Jam and Ms. Scribe are the same person. Oh. And that she was basically creating her own hater to, to like, elevate herself. People. So the Sugar Quill mod, who becomes our in- intrepid investigator, Ooh. Angua Nine, we'll just call her Angua, um, is like interesting, interesting, um, and also brings in her friend Dianora. So Angua and Dianora are looking into this, and they start researching and gathering evidence by looking at the kind of posting history of everyone, mm-hmm. and depending on if it's your journal or whatever, depending on who you are in live journal, you can see IP oh, information, really? that kind of stuff. So it's like, like if you comment on my live journal, uh-huh. I can see your IP address. Oh, So like if you're posting heinous shit, I can like yeah. find you. Yeah, wow. Like so if, you're, so if you start to threaten yeah. me, like okay. so depending on who gives, gives who what information, you can find kind of this thing, which is why gathering the information is kind of tough. Okay. But depending on who you mm-hmm. have access to, mm-hmm. you can kind of get that kind of information. So Angua and Dianora start looking into the history of Ms. Scribe, her fangirls, and all of her nutty Christian attackers. And they're sort of finding that, like, the fangirls really don't post about anything else or anywhere else. So, like, Sarah K. James and Clarabella, they only really post about Ms. Scribe ever. And, like, only interact with her or the haters that are interacting with her. So they basically, like, rush to her defense, but then seem to not exist otherwise. And similarly, the nutty Christian stalker people don't really seem to post anywhere oh, else. No. They kind of no, 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 get no, created no, 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 and then no. immediately come and attack Ms. Scribe. Oh. Um, and it's and Angua thinks it's a really bonkers that, I mean, it's not like Ms. Scribe is Cassie, Cassandra Clare. Right. Sorry, her username was Cassie Clare back in these days. But... Cassandra Clare is like this fucking Regina George figure, cult yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah. It would make sense that lots of anonymous people would come for her. Ms. Scribe has only been around for three months, so how does no. how's all of this happening? So she shares her evidence with Magoo 42 and mm, Mr. Magoo 42. <laughs> and so the a, a mod at Gryffindor Tower kind of posts like a like a like, hey. like a fishing post. Uh-huh. Like she posts like a we know what's going on here, but she, they don't name Miss Scribe, but they sort of describe the whole situation mm-hmm. and like, we know what's going on. And by IP tracing and this and this and this, we can kind of, we know, we know, we know. you know, we is, know. You is this know. like yeah. a Bridgerton situation with a Miss, Miss, uh, a lady whistle down where she's like, doesn't name names, <laughs> but she... <laughs> kind of, you know, so after Carissa Lynn posts this, she gets an email, not from Ms. Scribe, but from Clarabella21, the fangirl. Mm, her ride or die, and yeah. According to the, <laughs> her, yeah, according to this email, Fermato Jam is real. The stalking is real. Ms. Scribe and her husband filed charges 
um and like got a police report Ooh, let's see it and everything like that and like and his login information was actually in the police report let's see for whatever it. reason let's see it. and because and because ms scribes see okay what you're doing now is being um cr- having some critical I was say rational skills. i don't know literally no one in this until much later has any critical thinking skills. Uh. Everyone just sort of like, is like, yep, that makes sense. So <laughs> Clarabella is saying that Ms. Cribe's husband is a lawyer, which is why he has a copy of the police report. Mm. And which is why she, Clarabella, who happens to either babysit for or be the live in nanny of Ms. Cribe and her husband, not just a fangirl. Why is she taking her to daycare? Um, Damn it. Okay, I'm just saying. Again, sorry. No more critical thinking. It's I'll switch it off. All good. All good questions. All good questions, Sherlock. Uh, so, um, so Clarabella now, in a fit of not good thinking, takes from Outer Jam's login, logs in, and poses as him, which is why the IP addresses match. For Fermata Jam and Ms. Scribe, because I was doing it from Ms. Scribe's computer, because I work in her house. Even though she never said this was Ms. Scribe and Fermata Jam, she was like, a certain person who has said a certain other person. Oh, good lord. People, just be smart about I mean, it. Is... Just be smart about it. This, and... I mean, and this is also like the level of knowledge that was on the internet at this time, right? If you were a little bit savvy, you could get away with quite a lot. But then like you would say jargon or whatever and people would be like, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, that was actually some of the proof that Angua had gathered was that she had all these different IPs for Clarabella, for Sarah K. Mm -hmm. James, for Fermata Jam, for Potter, and at some point... They overlap uh-huh. with Ms. Scribe and things like that. And and basically, this is Clara giving an explanation. There's a nice little why. Venn diagram there of IP addresses. Exactly. Oh, God. So Carissa Lynn posts this explanation and seems to believe it. Clara apologized. Ms. Scribe makes this big, long post for giving her good personal friend who oh, cares for her children. Da, 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 da. Everyone seem, seems to think, like, yeah, that was just like her friend went a little bonkers crazy pants. And everything's fine friend slash employee (laughs) right and meanwhile the gryffindor tower people are like what can we do to make stuff stick to this fucking woman she's doing all this stuff and shitting all over us and like she's like oh it was my friend this one right here my my good friend and employee who i trust to watch my children while they're at daycare Exactly. They get more posting data, more overlapping IP addresses. But like Ms. Scribe goes like, well, you can't like IP addresses can be spoofed and people can use anonymizers. And like at this point, all of these people start using anonymizers, which I think is a really weird step to take. Like who who would think at that time to anonymize their IP address unless they're doing some weird shit, right? I mean, fandom is totally... (laughs) And Phantom, again, is not moved by this. They're like, look, she explained what it could be. She like, said she, said she wasn't doing it. It's fine. It's fine. Exactly. Why would you believe her? And one of, the, one of my sources for this is this excellent video essay. So the main source for this is their Angua, orig- at the end of everything, posts a very exhaustive, super huge report of all the evidence she's ever gathered. And then this uh, video essay um, channel called Doublecast did a little video essay on it. So I used kind mm-hmm. of both to pull stuff together. And Doublecast actually looks at this list of the IP addresses they have at this time and goes, 
here's all the reasons why this was all that they needed. This all proves everything yeah. of Ms. Scribe and the haters and this being all the same person. <laughs> but no one paid any attention to it or looked at it very critically and they let her hand wave it away but like it should have stopped okay. here look here's where you can see okay question so was potter's jenny yeah. also oh oh that's what we don't know okay 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 informatajam so, so at this point we think informatajam miss scribe all of her fangirls and some of the other random haters are all they suspect, but because they don't have the critical thinking skills that I just used, they're not sure. But they have strongly sus they they have strong suspicions that this is the same person. So, June two thousand three, Ms. Scribe is her star is still rising. She's made a mod on a Fiction Alley with Cassandra Clare and Ooh. all of her friends. They Nimbus two thousand three happens, and she shares a room with Cassandra <gasps> Clare, and is like all part of it now. Pajama time. She gets to do publicity for another Harry Potter convention that's going to happen later. Um, end of July uh, two thousand three. Miss Scribe posts that um, a hater sent an anonymous tip to her local newspaper and her employer <gasps> to say that she wrote Harry Potter porn, and got her fired. <gasps> From did it say where she works? She, she said she worked for a Delaware state senator and that because he was going to be introducing a bill soon, he couldn't have any um, any issues with like, people going like, oh, Harry Potter porn. And so he was just like, you have to resign. Goodbye. And so this is also, you know, people are just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I really can't believe it. How dare the haters do that to you? Oh, I hate those haters. I hate the haters. Now things start to pick up real fast. Uh, August 2003, uh, Formato Jam's gone. Potter's Journey's gone. But a, an, another live journalist created <gasps> called Watchful Watchful Entity. Oh, that doesn't sound suspicious. This uh, His icon is this weird little eyeball monster. And the whole thing of it is like his bio is basically, I'm just, I'm just going to fucking watch you. Like, I, you know, it's um, basically, it's basically a new big name centers list, right? He's just going to like, I see this shit you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so like people he followed would be similar to being a big, big name sinner, that kind of thing. And people just really loved like being like, oh, I'm on the list. <laughs> All this time, by the way, from here to the end, assume that Angua is still being an intrepid girl. Reporter, okay. And she's still putting stuff together. She's still talking to people. She's still trying to mm -hmm. do stuff. She's Nancy. Yeah, yeah, the shit yeah, out yeah, of yeah. At this point, Angua's like, pretty sure this is, the same as the rest of them and is a new sock puppet so sock puppet is the term of creating like you know another uh -huh. journal and like it's like a fake person that you operate like a sock puppet um so i'm pretty sure this is a new sock puppet but it fits the pattern you know like it's i'm gonna tell you why you're wrong and sinful okay. and not you know why you're bad sure, sure, and sure. september 2003 gryffindor tower finally closes under the strain of they were having their own internal bullshit but they also had all these things so so they're just like Bye. I think this is what happens when you put your porn behind a password. That's the lesson. I mean, if only the porn was free range, this would have not been a problem. <laughs> free range porn. So, remember how I mentioned that there was that incest yeah. So, oh. December 2003, Cassandra Clare's actually posting it now. Because back in April, she was just sort of talking about writing it. And then now she's actually posting the fan fiction. Um, Sugar Quill, so Harry Ginny, not Gryffindor Tower, it's not super amused about this because it's it's it is known by the 
collective universe that Cassandra Clare does not like Ginny, does not like Ron. And they're like, this is just like her attacking them and like kind of using her clout to like mm. da 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 da. Um, so Arabella, who is a Sugar Quill mod, posts kind of a rant about this, not calling out Cassandra Clara, being like, here's why I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. incest aside. Miss <laughs> Scribe sees this rant, mocks it, because she's defending her friend, Cassandra Clare, and says, you know what, someone should put this on fandom wank. Four hours later, a new account is created. <laughs> Named Sporkify. Sporkify posts this on Fandom Wink four hours after Ms. Scribe says someone should do this. Hmm. Suspicious. Don't be 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 suspicious. Truly thereafter, it's on Fandom Wink. Fandom Wink like blows up about it. Um, basically Arabella's like, fuck you, fuck this, I'm out. And like, cause she got a whole wave of hate Aww. about this. Because people really like incest? Basically the whole thing was just like, you can't tell me what I can read. Reading stuff is not the same as endorsing stuff. Like you read, like, like we all love true crime. We don't want people to get true. murdered. Like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like don't yuck my yum. That kind oh, of, you know, I whatever. don't. Let's not use the term yucking yums when we're talking about incest, okay? <laughs> that's, that's a line I'm going to have to draw here. Oh. The, the, internet, the internet is such a dark place, my dude. Like, for the longest time, um, the only two recurring characters on Supernatural were the two brothers. So you know what people wrote about? Them fucking. Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to yuck that yum. I'm sorry. That, uh, I got to. So, <laughs> so, in so Arabella leaves. Oh. Fandom. She's like, "Fuck you guys." I'm out. Yeah. Um. Then a new player enters the ring named Fandom Scruples, citing Arabella's exit as a reason to create their account. They're saying that you know I am going to tell you who the good writers are. Basically, the whole point of this journal was going to be like people that I friend are good. And you know that their fan fiction is not going to be incest. <laughs> and it's not going to be. And things like that. And then and then he also is going to maintain a blacklist oh. of the bad authors. Oh. Notice, this is the same fucking MO yes. of Watchful Entity, of Fermato Jam, where it's just like, here are the bad people. And everyone wanted to be on the Phantom Scruples blacklist. All neat things. Okay. And every time, so Phantom Screw, and like the thing with Live Journal is again, you don't get a notification that a new person is posting. You don't really get a notification if people like put your name somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just they have to comment on you or yeah. you have to like friend them or something. Like you're not getting notified like you do on Facebook. So the fact that within hours of Phantom Scruples doing anything, Sporkify would post about it on Phantom Wink and cause more shit. So it's another smoking gun for Angua's whole investigation because how would Sporkify have found Phantom Scruples because all Phantom Scruples is doing is following people if he didn't know it was there. Like, right. There's no yeah. way he would have mm-hmm. even fucking found it. Like, um, so Sporkify keeps starting shit on Fandom Wink. A former Gryffindor Tower mod Tartan Boxers <laughs> makes a comment oh on a, 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 a friend of Ms. Scribe wrote a fic 
this woman, Lizanne, wrote a fic. And Tartan Boxers goes, I think this is out of character. It's weird that uh, they're saying fuck. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the character saying that. It really took me out of it. da 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 and it starts this big fucking back and forth because Miss Scribe comes to her defense and Sporkify is putting it on Fandom Wing and da 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 da. Someone at this point goes, This really feels like the shit that we accused Miss Scribe of a long time ago. But no one really picks it up. Uh, People are not uh, okay. picking up on it. Ang was like, I cannot take this. I have all this proof. And it's just, they're just staring at it and not doing mm-hmm. anything. So she goes to, so her thought is, I need to break up the inner circle. And not like in a make them mad at each other way, but like find someone in the inner circle that wouldn't just rabidly defend each other no matter what. Like find someone rational to be like, here's what I have. Uh Uh Can you give me more information since you can get different IP addresses, et cetera. So she goes to Heidi Eight, who is a real life grown woman lawyer. (laughs) And, Supposed to those other baby lawyers that we know. You know, real life grown woman works in law. Da 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 da. Well known fandom lawyer. Say, so she works in law. She has a a great legal career and also manages to have so much time to write fan fiction and be involved in the inner circle of. How does she do it? Write a time management book, Heidi Eight. That's what I need. You can't. You can have it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she writes out in this she puts everything in like the super super long email and it's just like look this is what i think happened mm-hmm. she thinks that miss scribe is a big fan mm-hmm. of cassandra claire and just wants to be friends with her so she takes all of these things that happened to cassandra claire like having a stalker mm-hmm. having haters and creates that all for herself and worms her way in and then she also has all of these medical issues so that if she ever needs an alibi right, right. for that couldn't have been uh-huh. me i was in the hospital she sends this email to Heidi six times in the course of a week and a half. What? And Heidi never acknowledges Okay, it, well, let's talk about... Last... Why don't send the same email six times in a week and a half. Don't do Bet- that. Between 326 and 4-6. And Heidi never acknowledges it, except for the last time she goes, I've received this, I'll yeah, look at please it. Please stop emailing me constantly. Thanks. Right. And then Ang was just like, I mean, there needs to be, she's Teflon right yeah. now. I, I have to save, I'm, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep, keep, keep it pushing. And I'm going to save it until like her star has fallen a little mm-hmm. and people are more ready to think critically mm-hmm. and believe mm-hmm. this kind of thing. The first, oops, I put this uh, non-stick thing in the dishwasher. So now it's fucked incident <laughs> was. So the first thing that happened was around this time, it's the Bush carry. Yes election yes and miss scribe is a carry supporter and like the general you know feeling at this time is the way that uh the double cast video perfect was smug liberalism which i kind of take issue with because sometimes people use that pretty Mm -hmm. stringently but they he he used a picture of like john stewart looking the smuggest possible (laughs) smug and i was like no i kind of get that there's a there's a tone sometimes so and, and her brand of smug liberalism, like the clap back at that woman who her daughter kissed at daycare or whatever, um, is kind of her brand a little bit. But so she got, decides to say, as all these people are talking about the election and everything, that if you are a George Bush supporter, supporter get the fuck off my journal. Which I gotta say, I respect. Yeah, no, that's fair. But it actually causes a lot of blowback for her. Really? Because one, 
there is a community called I shit you not Wizards for Bush. That's the poor George Bush. Okay, this is also an era of the Dixie Chicks getting like blacklisted, though, right? Yes. So it makes sense. Correct. And two, her whole thing is just like you put your porn behind a thing, and you know you can do whatever. Like to Gryffindor Towers, she would shit all over because they were so close-minded, and so people were saying. You're being so close-minded. You're not listening to these people. Of course, her reaction to this is just like, it's a fucking war criminal. But like, yeah, people are saying you need to be open-minded. You're kind of like going against everything that you've always I, argued. You and have, so she basically gets blowback for you this. You have to so. take several mental gymnast leaps to get from, I don't like porn being behind a password to, well, you just let MAGA come in and shit all over your page. Right. Right. I mean, and back then, like, not that George Bush is in any way okay, just because he's a kooky old man now that paints really bad paintings. He's a war criminal. He's a terrible person. But, like, there is also the the, the big difference, right, between supporting George Bush and being a MAGA piece of shit. True. That's um, true. The discourse... The discourse is at sl- slightly different levels of, true, true, true. you know... So this is the first... Oops, I washed okay. my nonstick pan. Now she has a little bit of a issue with her armor. Mm-hmm. Things stick a little bit now. Um, so cut to December 2004. Um, that was September 2004, right? So in December, there's something called Charity Wank. <laughs> um, Cassandra Clare, her roommate, and her boyfriend are robbed, and all of their laptops are stolen. Heidi creates a charity drive. This is before the ages of GoFundMe, right, yeah. and it's all and it's kind of in an age where asking for money on the internet is really just sort of not yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Heidi creates a little thing going like, let's do a like a Christmas present for these for Cassie because she's done so much. You know, she's done so much for us and given us so much of herself. And you know, of course, everyone still worships her, that kind of thing. She's given us so much incest porn. Let's just let's give back. <sighs> so. She kind of does, like, a bit of a whip around, gets people to toss in money, and, like, in nine hours raises, like, 2,000-some-odd dollars to, like, replace these people's stuff. But these are also people that live in New York and are not, Uh you know, they have some money. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're destitute, and this is their, like, these laptops are the only way for them to make money. So people are, like, a little put off. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are just chipping in money, but a lot of people are, like, and literally some people are, like, where can I send this money? Like, are sending her money in the mail. Okay. Like snail mail. Uh, anyway, so some people say it's BS. This woman named Sapphire Isle says that like... I'm loving these names. <laughs> it's really nice that like you're doing this for your friend or whatever, but like some people have real emergencies. Like my mom has cancer. Her medical bills are over $200,000 and no one's responding to my charity drive. Um, maybe you could post to your huge following mm. just like a link yeah. for me that be nice? in case people want to like support this. And Heidi gives her a response with like a whole bunch of tips on how to get noticed. Like there was a like a live journal community called like Fandom Gives Back, <sighs> all of these things, and it was like, here's how you can get people to notice you, but does not promote it Ooh. at all. Time passes. Another friend, a friend of Heidi's, is I think doing like fucking breast cancer walk. Mm-hmm. I think something like that. Posts about that like a friend of hers. Sapphire Isle's mom gets an account. The woman with yeah, cancer yeah. gets an account, and is and it's just like. Yeah, hi, could you, like, if you're going to do this, mm-hmm. could you, like, help me? Because they're not asking for Heidi to give money. They're just saying, just, like, post no. my link so other people can see it. 
Yeah, basically the way people yes. like on Twitter now go to celebrities like, hey, can it you takes get like two boost seconds? Us? And and so Heidi goes, no, I don't. I mean, I have a lot of projects right now. I can't do it. And I'm just like, just in the time that it took you to say no, you could have done it. And just the same thing where she gives her a whole bunch of tips on how to get noticed and all these things. And so at this point, some of her friends are sort of defending Heidi. Like, listen, like, it's not her responsibility to do this. Da, 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 da. And at one point, Ms. Scribe goes, is this woman even sick? <gasps> and starts this whole thing of people going to this woman's <gasps> account to, like, kind of attack her. For I can't gasp Heidi anymore without because I need to, like, exhale. But what? And say, like, you're not even, like, and basically attacking me, like, you're not even sick. What are you doing? And, like, I realize this is, it's hard to get super gaspy about it because, like, this is a story all about, like, someone pretending to be a bunch of people. So it's really easy to say, like, oh, I have a bunch of cancer. But, like, yeah, they were basically attacking a woman who had cancer for all intents and purposes. And so, like, and, like, and Miss Scribe was leading the charge. So this is another thing that, like, are kind of I can't. It's going to start hurting my chest. What the hell? Right. So so she's really souring people on her. So she's washing that Teflon more and more and more in the dishwasher, ruining that armor more and more and more. Angua's time is now. We are coming to a close. So June 2006. I remember this. I was on Fandom Wink at the time. I remember it coming out. It's been going out. on for five years. It's been going on for five years. Hi, baby. I just elbowed you in the face. Ooh, Don't show me. Um, he's just like, hey, Bubba. Hey, come here. So fly. Oh, whose side were you on? Right into the mic, please. Whose side were oh, you on? Oh, that was right into the mic. Yeah. Project. I heard you. Oh, I know. So, come. everything starts to speed up. So, Angua, under the name Charlotte Lennox, <laughs> goes on to a community called Bad Penny, because the wink keeps coming back like a bad penny. And starts posting the Ms. Scribe story in an unauthorized fandom biography. Oh. And she posts all of her evidence. It, it's super compelling. It's in like 10 parts Ooh. of like, and towards, and she's still sort of writing the end at this point, right? Because Ms. Scribe is still around, is still active, all of these things. But she's just like, my time is now. There, She's washed Teflon pan too many times. Now this shit is going to stick to her. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So she posts all this stuff. So like all of her IP address, IP address, um, evidence, additional evidence, like Clarabella created her account to Stan, mm-hmm. to be a fangirl for Ms. Scribe one day after Ms. Scribe's account was created. How on earth could she be a fangirl of an account that had only been around for one day and posted one thing? The bios for Clarabella and Sarah K. James are completely inconsistent. Like on Portkey, Clara's 31. On another, she's 19 and childless. Oh. And another, she's a librarian. Clarabella's whole backstory of like, oh, I work for her. I'm her full-time live-in nanny versus I babysit for her three days a week. Miss Scribe's story herself about Fermato Jam changes. First it was, oh, I won't press charges as long as he gets counseling from that Killigan person. And then it became, no, we did press charges and I have this police report and I got him fired from his job because he was stalking me. Uh, The stories and timing of all of her hospital visits never really line up. Um, They figure out that she never worked for a state senator. Um, Sarah K. James discovered Potter's Ginny before Potter's Ginny had done anything because Potter's Ginny was misscribed to. Oh, no! There, at some point, all of these IP addresses overlap at some point. Um, 
And long after Ms. Cripe was like, oh, I was fired for right. writing Harry Potter porn. <laughs> um, no, she never worked for a state senator. And she worked for, like, some sort of school that a state senator was a principal of. And if you look at that, like, okay. you know, the Wayback Machine of that school's, like, website, mm-hmm. she along with ten, around the time she was fired, she stays up long after that as an employee of the site. Um, Sporkify was created four hours after she suggested someone put stuff on fandom wink all of the mo's of all these haters are all the same it's a huge hit fandom wink goes nuts i remember it it was bonkers because like how much how deep these lives went how far this woman got to be like super close friends with this inner circle all of these Mm -hmm. things and then some of the actual friends are just like shocked and are like here's more evidence (gasps) kind of turning on her but also like not defending her but out the gate but going like so was was it that they each had their own suspicions, but, like, no one else, like, the emperor has no clothes and, like, nobody else was saying it, so they weren't going to say it? I think a lot of them didn't suspect anything. And then they see all this, ev- like, they see the writing on the wall and they go, like, and then they go and they look at their oh. own posts where they have IP stuff and they're like, no, you're right. Oh. And then they're like, here you go, here's more evidence. Cassandra Clare provides more evidence oh. to be like, yeah, you're right, because look at this. It's. Bonkers. So Cassandra Clare had evidence that Fermatajam was Ms. Scribe after she knew to like okay. look into it. Uh, Ms. Scribe, Clara, Potter's Ginny, and Fermatajam also shared a fixed IP address before they learned how to anonymize stuff. People start apologizing left and right. Like Heidi's Ooh. like, I'm so sorry I was duped by this person. Um, Ms. Scribe posts an apology, but her apology is one that she felt so much hatred and went after Gryffindor Tower so hard. And also that it wasn't her. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was Clarabella. It's Clarabella who is a real person. So her only fault was trusting her friend. And it was Clarabella doing all of this stuff. But why, though? Anyway. But why? But why? And come to August 2007, with nowhere else to go, and all bridges burned. Miss Cribley's phantom. So this is just the story of, like, she all, like and so what Angla p- posits is that, like, she really just wanted to be famous. <laughs> In fandom spaces, she wanted to be friends with the with the popular girls, and created this entire world. Okay, I, th- I was wondering if it was like people. maybe it was a single white female kind of thing, where she was just trying to get really close to that maybe. that one girl that she ended up having the pajama party with at the conference or whatever. But like, yeah, no, it was just she wanted she she wanted to be one of the plastics. That's crazy. She, she managed to do all this shit while she held down a full-time job. Like, that is nuts to me. And, a par- and had kids, apparently. absolutely bonkers to me. How? Of course your shit's not going to line up. I can barely line up my own story of my life and, like, yeah, what I had for breakfast and, like, what I need to do for work. And, like, you're, you're making up, like, 20 fake people and you're keeping up with that shit? Oh, my God. For years. And like, I need some haters. Let me create accounts and post the most heinous racist shit at myself and then make eloquent posts back to be about how like, how dare you? Black is beautiful. Like, it's just it. And then like to have supporters and like she's running this all themselves. And like some of Angua's evidence is basically like there was one time I like there was like a random comment on some other blog from Sarah K. James where basically it was just like she forgot to log out (gasps) as that person. Oh, my God. 
she also had like a lot of anonymous comments chiming in places and it's just like yeah we can't prove this but it like we think all of these anonymous people who are chiming in on this are her oh too oh my god if, the, if that only happened once that she forgot to log out then like she, good for her <laughs> but it because she was not making money off of this venture i don't think so it wasn't like she was cassandra claire that right. where, like she got like I, th- I think because there was extra money in what was gathered for the laptops. I think, like, she also got an iPod. And this was, like, a whole thing of people were like, fuck you. Like, so she did it for it an iPod. Gotcha. No. So it was really, you know, it wasn't monetary. It was about getting into that. It was being, uh, being was internet clout, famous. And, and basically clout and fame. And I feel like tons of people would do that today. Oh, like, yeah. people buy Instagram followers, that kind of stuff. But this is, like... Back in the day when you could pull this shit, people didn't know enough to Man. be critical. Did she never you know, sleep? I feel like, like what the hell? I'm not I getting know, over this. Yeah. I'm not getting over this for a while. That's nuts. And, but like it's and, and it's one of those things where you're just like the stakes are so low. It is about <laughs> Harry Potter fan fiction. You know, it's not like you're arg like it's and again not like it's arguing on the internet is futile regardless. But it's not like you're arguing about you know a cause that really means a lot to you and that like, you know, it's life or death. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like you're arguing with your, like the general you, not you specifically, your anti-vax family and you're trying to make a case for getting vaccinated and da, 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 da. No, it's Harry Potter fan fiction and who you want Harry Potter to kiss. And incest. And incest. And, you know, our forefathers didn't die for... (laughs) people to put their fan fiction porn behind a password that's all i know <laughs> murka put that porn for free <laughs> dear god we we all deserve free fan fiction porn based off of a series written by someone in england that's all i know who's garbage who is a garbage person Wow. Pretty much. Wow, 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 wow. So, Lizards, in the show notes, I will put Charlotte Lennox's super extensive. Uh, it's basically at this point, because like Bad Penny and things like that don't really exist anymore. Um, but there is the Wayback Machine that archives mm. all of the posts. I'll also link to the very, very excellent video that um, Doublecast did about this because it really helped. Because Angua's report is so long. And I remember reading it at the time because it was coming out in installments. So like every two days there'd be I mean, more. There's a lot more and it was just Lady so intense. It's really resonating. <laughs> and it's, but if you read it now, it's like, it's novel length. It's so long. And there were after, like, so after she had published everything, there were afterwards of like other things that people like were giving to her, like, because wow. she would get tips and have to chase them down and everything like that. Like and, the Sherlock um, Holmes it's, of it's, the early 2000s. Is amazing. And she left nothing out because she was she was literally like, I'm giving you everything I gathered. Mm-hmm. So double cast video is really excellent in that it boils it all down to about an hour, which is much better than I did. So <laughs> we did talk about a few other things. That's true. I'm glad you're fascinated by it. I was like, I was going back and forth with Brett when we were talking about like, I was like, maybe I should do some fandom shit. And he was like, yeah, no, that's good. Awesome. It's so it's like the fandom drama, like the stakes are so exactly. low, but it's so interesting and weird. After about the solar temple, I feel like this was the right palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
it reminds me a little bit of our wine fraud story of like yes. he like had yes. all these people yes. that he was buying wine from yeah. and oh mr this guy mr smith right. that lives in jakarta but at least da, 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 then da, da, it was like he was like, making no, these are all money. fake that's true it was right money, like this Rudy. is just wow wow no but lizards were you around? Like, were you around for fandom Ooh, weirdness? So. Um, I know there's there's probably weirdness now, but I know it's it's much different mm. now because if it happens on a Facebook page, people get notified. You can watch threads. You can do all this stuff. This was like the proto yeah. fandom drama. Like it wasn't it wasn't in the YouTube comments of something. It wasn't here. It was just like damn decentralized Wild West live journal shit. That's right. And do you have fandom experiences? Again, like not shitting on yep, fandom clearly. as a <laughs> former former fan fiction author myself. Of I don't even remember what I wrote about Sailor Moon, but Duncan Sheik is an artist. Okay, that's all I'm saying. He's an artist. Lizards, we'll see you next week. Um, MM, I think has another cult. Well, team? it's um, it's not exactly a cult. It's really the story of America's first televangelist and her mysterious disappearance in the 30s yeah it's a really good story it's a really good story so we will see you next week i can't wait to hear about the first evangelist who goes missing and uh you can talk to us on our socials talk to us at wine times pod on instagram or um, i'm at katie haas and mm is at true crime wine 69 thank you as always to chris hansen everyone have a great week i'll pop a bottle bye bye